0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The shark baby has such teeth, dear, and it shows them pearly white. Just a jackknife has old Maggie, baby, and it keeps it uh, out of sight. No, so welcome everybody
1: to this latest edition of Macklin's Take with me Andy Clark and Matt Macklin alongside me. As always, hope everybody's well. We are entering prime boxing season. The autumn, the fall as they call it in America is usually when the big fights come thick and fast. The the days get shorter, the nights get longer and the, the fights get better. That's certainly what we're, what we're hoping for. And what we've got today on Macklin's Take is, uh, well it's a bit of a milestone because we've got a repeat appearance from somebody we had earlier on in the series we've had nearly 30 of these now and we get asked quite often to get people back and it's no problem for us to do that because of the way we do it we talk topics we talk things that change in boxing from time to time so there's no reason why we can't Draft our stars back in for, for second appearances. John Pegg has been asked for a lot, Matt. John Pegg has been very
2: funny, John very on very a lot funny. of
1: people's lists. And people are keen for us to try and track down Wally Dixon and yeah. get get John Pegg and Wally Dixon together, which uh, is something uh, I think. We've had
2: quite a few requests for Andy as well, haven't we?
1: Well we have, we have, and joining us today, as you say, is uh, is Andy Lee. He becomes our first our first two time main event I, I
0: actually would prefer John Pegg as well I really, <laughs> and I, I thought that was a fantastic I, I was actually driving to Port Leash and I had it on from Dublin and I've just laughed so many times like I was just buzzing after it when I got out of the car
1: well there were just so many great stories and, and I'm, I'm keen for him to delve down into the uh, into the Macklin files a bit more as yeah. well because oh yeah there's... we want
0: to hear all those good stories oh, no, 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 keep yeah. those buried where they are they're, they're, they're okay we don't need to
2: see them again
1: uh, well, there's plenty of them, I'm sure. There was plenty of them. So, things That's, have changed for you, Andy, since uh, since we last spoke to you. It was back in March uh, after a show at the at the Copper Box, and, and at, at that point, you and Matt were talking about about training and whether it was something you were going to get into, and and you were both saying that you know it was something you would definitely think about if you could find the right person, if you could find the right fighter, and you'd taken the plunge. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and even then, it was very we were very. Well, I,
0: very cautious about committing to something like that because it is a huge commitment but I am training and managing a young boxer now his name is Paddy Donovan Uh, people might have heard of him people kind of who keep an eye on the amateur scene would have heard of him Um, but he's he's to me uh, he's an exceptional talent and uh, (coughs) it's an easy start because I'm not like taking him like a raw novice He's, he's a guy who's accomplished already World Silver Medalist as an amateur and like won so many titles but he has a style and he fights in a way that, that is suitable to professional boxing, so um yeah, it's easing myself in in a way. But on the other side not because he's still twenty and he's completely wide out. you know, he's green in a lot of sense, so you, you kind of like mutual friend of ours brian peters he was the one he said oh, be careful andy you know how he says so you're gonna have it it's like having another child it's like having a child. and i i'm not sure if i fully grasped it but that's what it's like you know it's just uh it's, you're just constantly thinking about them it,
2: it's funny because we were having it yeah. was around the, you're, you're right it was the copper box we, we finished up early we went for a, a, a shake shack i think yeah. we did for something to eat and we were we were you know shooting the ideas around and talking what's happening and Look, I suppose after you have finished fighting yourself, to go on the journey with a good fighter and be the second in the corner and managing him, it's probably the next best thing, and it's a great journey if it goes well. But without a doubt, it would be a massive, massive commitment. And I just walked away from signing a trainer where I was going to train and manage Joe Ward. I mean, Andy knows Joe as well. And it was Joe, I've never seen Paddy Donovan box. But Joe told me how good Paddy Donovan was, and uh, I've had a look at him since. And then when you teamed up with him, we've we spoken. It's it's good how things work out. But I remember at that time with Joe, I'd I'd, uh, I'd probably been working hard on it from around the Ballyu-Usyk fight. Uh, had a good deal on the table with Eddie Hearn, was going to train the manager. He was going to come over to Burma had the gym, had everything sorted. And then the last, there was a few things I was starting to get. A few negative thoughts about it and then um a few signs we'll say and then when Joe kinda of, after me agreeing a deal with Eddie come back and wanted to move the goalposts and get what he, I just saw that as a sign. I thought, you know, I'm doing I'm working nearly every week with Scott. You know, they have me working hard. I'm very busy. I'm getting my fix out of boxing. Uh but and I just thought, you know what, do I want to be in America three times a year with Joe, seven times, four four more times. He's gonna back seven in his first year. He's gonna be training and I just thought I dunno, I just thought I'd love the journey, but I just and I like Joe and I think he's a talent and you know, all going well and he dedicates himself, I think he can probably go all the way, but I just thought it's gonna be a massive, massive commitment. But Andy's in a different place in his life than what I am, he's married, he's settled down, he's a child, so it might be more suited for Andy. I, I
0: don't know, you, you can test this, but life doesn't get any simpler, does it? It just gets more complicated. You think, like, especially when you retire, you know, you think, oh, I can't wait till I be retired so I can just, like, have a settled life. You know, nowhere and going day-to-day. Um, have some sort of structure, but it, does, it just gets more cha- chaotic, like, mm. doesn't it? it does. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. <laughs> so how much of an adjustment has it been, then? <clears throat> I'm learning
0: as he's learning, certainly. But I feel like, you know... The first, well, our first trip together, we'd only done a couple of sessions and then Adam said, uh, Josh Kelly is, is going to be fighting Ray Robinson and we're looking for a southpaw. I said, well, I've got a good southpaw kid. Uh, I'll bring him over. And so that was our first trip together. And in, I was a little bit intimidated because I was going in as a coach now with Adam, you know, and I knew, like, I'd have to be – I'd have to, like, put, do pad work. And Adam's a very good pad man, you know, and things just – it's a little bit you know, then you start you doubting yourself, but then like then after a couple of sessions we sat we found something, we found a rhythm and you know, you build up that language, that kind of shorthand of words that you say that he know understands what I mean if, if it's like you know whatever it might be clean which means step back cleanly or, or you know or just little, little even just the terminology <coughs> yeah that's yeah. that's what i'm trying to say and then and we um, and we have a camera chem- and and outside of that he's he's a lovely lad you know and i enjoy spending time with him and uh and uh yeah and <coughs> like he like he's he's a guy who's never had to work hard to be successful. So that's probably the biggest challenge for him. Is for me is to actually show him what work. Is, you know what it is. What the li- What how much is it? This is just a It's li- a lifestyle now. It's, it's not just you know, fun and games. It's not amateur boxing anymore. And um and and challenging him and stimulating him in the gym with different things and keep, you know, once he's mastered and learned something, not mass, but just learned the one one skill then have something having something else up your sleeve to to. Take it to the next level, you know. So, I've been looking at old tapes and old videos and of myself and Emmanuel and things that he done, and watching and listening to old interviews and seeing things he used to say, and then obviously drawing on everything from my recent with Adam, you know. So, um, yeah, those it is it is a different, it's different, different, different challenge for me, but it's it's one I'm enjoying. Yeah,
2: another I know, I know lad like that over the I suppose, the last sort of couple of years, a, a couple of times I flirted with Adir, and, and, and I spoke to him actually about maybe training and, and managing him, but he had a manager, but getting involved as an advisor and maybe managing him when that was up with Jason Quigley. Obviously, Jason's come with you, and I think that's a great move for Jason, because I think even though Dominic King was obviously a good trainer and he, he had a lot of success with Billy Joe Saunders and other fighters, I didn't think he was the right fit for Jason Quigley. What what, are have what your, your, your first impressions... Working with Jason, um, uh, and what's it from and for you? Yeah, what's
0: it? Look, J- you know Jason, and he's a lovely fella. And I, kn- I know how hard it is, and you know how, what it is like to lose a fight like that—a um, fight you fancy to win—and kind of like it just destroys, you, doesn't it? In like internal, like oh, you just doubt everything and question everything, and you're looking for someone just to kind of bring you in and tell you it's going to be okay and that this is what you do if you follow this plan, give you some assurance that, okay, you you can get back to where you want to be. But, so I just, it started off with that. I texted him after the fight, and just said, look, I know what it's like, you'll be okay just knowing, keep believing in yourself and blah, blah. He asked me, it was a few months later, he asked me would I train him, and I said, that we'll do some sessions and see how it goes. And look, I'm gonna train him now. He's talented. Um, and I don't want to be any critical of any of these coaches um, who he's had in the past, like he's worked with Ronnie Rule, he's worked with, um, obviously Dominic ingle But some of the simple things that I'm showing, like he, I'm just showing him simple things, and he and he's saying he's saying to me, "I've never done that before," um, and and that's probably because being so successful as an amateur and and, and having this kind of rise as a professional, it might people not get complacent, but you might think he already knows it, you know. Or, I'm not sure, but simple little things, and then they're making. They're he's improving because of them. So we'll see how it goes. They're, they're completely different in terms of their trajectories. Like Jason, within the next five fights, we'll know. For me, like it's it's not it's not with Paddy. It's going to be at least six years. You know, like it's going to be a it's a long term thing. It's going to be de- every day with Paddy, but with Jason, it's going to be the next five fights. We're going to know where he's going to make it or not um so but in, there's a benefit to them being together they can train together obviously they're they're, they're around each other's weight they might they could spar at some and jason's very clean living and in terms of him he's he, he's probably he is a, a, like a model professional that he takes things serious and he trains hard and he lives the life outside of gym and that can be a huge influence on paddy and give him that kind of example that i was trying to trying to explain earlier so that the benefits for them working together but jason jason i i think like i already he's improved already he's a better fighter i think like and he's a guy who's teachable that um like wouldn't be showing him one session the next session he won't repeat the same mistake you know whether it's lifting his like lifting his heel on his front foot like he's taking a big step with his front foot or when he threw his right, when he used to throw his right hand, he would bring his right foot in behind him. It's so like something that we did in the amateurs. You know, it's like that old amateur technique from or even from Nicholas Cruz. That kind of stepping with your punches instead of driving in and having your feet grounded. Um, small things like that. But he's improving, and uh, he needs to. He needs to get back in there now and win a few fights and get get that good feeling back you know because until you do until you like till you do it get back in there it's
2: you talk there about how it feels you know it destroys you when you lose a fight where you're meant to win and you know your first last the first the first cut is the deepest as mm. they say sometimes but um and i think that's that's a, that's something you can bring not just being a trainer being a good trainer i think is not just being he when hit six rounds in the back shadow box do ten sit-ups whatever it's it's a lot more than that. It's a mentor, isn't mm-hmm. it? You 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 you're a psychologist, really, as well. You know, because a guy's confidence is up, it's down. He's overtrained. He's tired. He needs a rest. You, you got to look at a lot more. And I know that Andy's very detailed. He's very analytical. So I, I know he's deep. You know what I mean? He's thinking about all that. That's why he, he know, I know what he's going to put into it. But mm-hmm. I'm also like that. And that's why I was thinking, what am I taking on here in terms of the effort? You know what I mean. So, and it
0: is—it's committed. Like uh,
2: even you mentioned having a wife and kid. Yeah, I had to uh,
0: like not ask, but speak to my wife about it because you need a blessing. It's—it's—it's like that's I'm sharing my time now, which would be, you know, where I'd be available to to like if she had to do stuff to mind mind that daughter or spend time with her. Now I'm spending it with, with two lads, you know I mean? Which is great as well. <laughs> you know, it's not we, at the same see, time, you, you know. See so
2: many top trainers that never marry. Yeah. For, you know, or, or, or do and get, you know what I mean? You, you, you see a lot of, because it's it's so time consuming. You think, well, I'm only going to do two hours in the, gym, but it's not two hours in the gym. It's the phone calls after. It's the, uh, the, the and, thought, it's where the head's yeah, at.
0: Yeah. And uh the priority, you know, and, and the list of things we'll see
1: and managing as well obviously it's it's something that matt says a lot is that when you turn pro you need you need somebody who knows how to to steer the ship Mm. because there's there are so many things that you can't you can't possibly know when you turn professional you've got all sorts of decisions to make we talk about this quite often and and there are three kind of categories of things i read this in a book somewhere once i can't remember which one exactly so who i should credit but there are three categories of things there are things you know there are things you don't know, but you know you don't know them. And then there are unknown unknowns. Things you don't know that you don't even yet know you don't know. <laughs> and there are so many of them in boxing, yeah. aren't there? But you've been through this, a pair of you. You've been through it, Andy. So you'll know about some of yeah. those unknown unknowns. Well, like with Paddy, I,
0: he signed with top rank. And that was my first choice for him. And... When you have that kind of, you know, that knowledge behind you in terms of Bruce champlain and Brad Goodman, you, it's half the battle. You know, it's half the battle. So, um, you are not dealing with crooks. You are not dealing with people who don't know their job inside out. So, yeah, there is a certain amount of tested, aren't you? Yeah, there is a certain yeah. amount of trust there, but there is also you do have to do some guidance because they do match, They will match you tough, and um, so there is a, a certain amount of protection you have to give, but. Um, no, like, like we'll say, and there's enough people I can call upon. Like with Adam, um still, still very much, you know, I'm in contact with him, not weekly. I would say so. Um, there was, if I don't know it, I, I'm not too proud to ask, you know, or <laughs> just say I don't know, you know. That's it. I will just f- follow him off and give him a f- like. Let me get back to you on that one, <laughs> and then 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 see. But yeah, it's you know, we'll see how it go- we'll see how it goes, but like it's one thing um like you know knowing it but it's also being able to in the moment like uh, verbalize it and articulate it, it, it i found that it's easier for me to demonstrate it because i'm still a i am still I can still do a little bit of that you know what i mean so whether it's like throw your hook like this it's like in terms of breaking it down from 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 the toes up to the shoulder i, I can just display it. and and a lot of times especially with young fighters that's you can you actually learn more from your examples. Them, if I tell you to do something a million times, it's it doesn't have the same effect. Where I'm showing you five times, you know, because you know you you start to mirror what you see, what's in front of you all the time, and that's that's I don't know. It's I suppose you have mirror. mirror I'm get, like getting into the. You have mirror neurons, so if you're seeing something in front of you all the time, that's without even thinking about it,
2: instinctively you will start to do it. You I know? suppose from your point of view now, it's you the knowledge you have from the experience. It's, how do I put this across to this young lad who's... And I don't want to bombard him with information and lose him. He's trying to simplify it. And you've also got to understand that there's only so much he's going to take in at mm-hmm. a time. And it's bit by bit, isn't it? You know, you're building... It's building blocks. And yeah, there's no um, point in trying to put the roof on the house before i even laid down the foundations. It's, it's piece by piece, isn't it? And um, Paddy... He just he just wants to kill
0: everything. He's just so hungry, you know. Just that's that. Like with, with Jason, you can actually like sl- you can slow him down. You can just with Patty, you can sl- in five minutes he's gone. Like he's he's a million miles an hour again. So it's uh, but I think he's he, when he's sparring now and the things that I'm sure we've been working. On, we, we worked together for like three or four months, and he had a cut, so he couldn't spar. So we had all that time together, and now now he's been sparring for this fight, which he's having on October 11th. Um, He's starting to see, you know, he had the amateur mistake of pulling up with your head high. You know, one, two, pull out, one, two, pull out, whatever it might be. And, that, and as a professional, he's just inspiring. He's starting to get tagged on those pull outs. So now he's seeing that you exit low after you punch. You drop down here in exchanges. You take your head out. And, and the first round, he might make that mistake. And I'll tell him in the second round, he won't make it. So he's seeing he's seeing it, you know, and. know. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for people to see him, see him fight, um, because he's gonna be, he's gonna be good. Like he's gonna, he's gonna excite people.
1: So, October 11th, that will have been and gone by the time this one goes out. But that's that's a big night, isn't it? Because it's the first time for him, and it's the first time for you, too, in <laughs> yeah, the new debut. role. It's so it's I had the butterflies. Yeah. <laughs> it's my <laughs> debut. I uh, went, well, like,
0: you know, I'm trying to do, like, I'm, like I uh, we'll see. I'm not sure if I'll even wear them, but I went out and bought these old shirts. You know, like, uh, manual shoes to wear these old, they were, like, almost, like, medical shirts with crank on the back. I got a couple of those shirts from me and his dad in the corner. And, uh... Just trying to just trying to do things the way I ha- it was done for me, you know, and uh, keep 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 trying kind to of keep him no, keeping his feet on the ground as well. But yeah, he's gonna be fighting. He's like he's got the privilege. He's gonna be streamed in, yeah, on ESPN as well in America, streamed on on IFL, and uh, it's a big day. De- yeah, like so, I'm, it's, I'm sk- sure he's, already
2: had good. Profile exposure—the fact that he signed with you—you know—in Ireland, you'll have, you'll have gotten the papers. I know they'll, have, you know, the lads mm. there. can they are very good, aren't they? With the amateur scene, they keep yeah. up with it. But obviously, Andy crossed over world champions, so that's big profile for Paddy straight away, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and 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 for the most, like for the and I've seen it, like maybe for the next ten fights or so, it'd be me, like you know, it'd be me vouching for him or whatever it may be, and saying like, yeah, but then after a while. It, it'll be him, you know, like, you know, I used to see it with Emmanuel, we would go to fights, and I was just stood there taking photos of Emmanuel with everybody, you know what I mean, and Emmanuel was saying, but then after a while, the dynamic had to change, people were asking me, you know, and that's the way would probably be with Paddy, you know, so, <laughs> I might get a bit, uh you know, I don't know, I might get a bit peeved if, <laughs> uh, Paddy gets all the attention, but, um, I oh, will see. You know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good job. You're excited for it anyway. Yeah, I am. I'm I'm enjoying it. That's 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 why I'm doing doing it. You know, uh, that's and I think with my wife, she sees it. You know, when yeah. I'm I'm going into the gym, I'm coming out and I'm talking about it, and you know, Matthew, it's, when you've lived, when you've fought in these big events, and you've you know living in that under that pressure, and you've had the glory. There's not much else in life that can match that. Very
2: difficult. So,
0: I found since I retired, that I don't really care about anything, really. You know, there's nothing that... Like, I could be going into, like, the most important meeting, like, for, for any... Like, this probably, like, has a big... Like, whatever it might be, what, where it was things, like, to do with the book that I had since, or different things that have gone on, like, in my own personal life. And I just... It's just like this. Is, this doesn't compare, you know. It's just like it's just, um, and it's probably frustrating for my wife or whoever's you else. Feel, you feel alive
2: again, almost. Yeah, you, the, I don't know if that's the right term. Yeah, people, no, but, you it's know.
0: yeah, just like uh, yeah, a little pep in your step or something, you know, just something. I don't know. So it's probably a good outlet for me at this stage because it's, in February it'll be two years since I retired, and I've kind of just been drifting in that time. You know, I've, I work maybe once a week. Once, twice a week in a radio station in Ireland, um, the odd bits and pieces with you guys on Sky or BT or BBC, you know, with Mike Costello. But it's it's here and in between. So I just and that's been great. That's suited me because I've been able to spend a lot of time with my daughter. Um, it's and um, just 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 relax, you know. But now you can only do that for so long, and you would probably fall into some sort of vacuum, you know. If I hadn't gotten gotten into something, so. Just came along at the right time. Mm.
1: Well, with the punditry, do you find that that has helped at all in terms of trying to communicate what you want to communicate? You've said there that the demonstration is the is is the key. But mm. the the two of you are uh, have gathered very good reputations, deservedly so, for being able to get your point across very very well on on TV, for example. Has that been any kind of a, a help?
2: I
0: don't know. Um, well, anyway, yeah. Just maybe in terms of the language, but it's it, I think there might be different in it, like seeing somebody fight and uh, you know grading them or analyzing them. It's different from a gym. When you're in there, one on one with, it, they're always good to point out examples. Like we'll watch fights myself and Paddy. You know if he comes to my house before training, we'll, I'll just put on YouTube on the TV and we'll watch fights and. And that way, I will, you know, I can pick point something and say, "Look, you see that?" And he would say, "Oh, I would have never noticed that." So maybe it's helped in that way, but I don't know. I don't know.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I'm not sure either. I, I wouldn't know. I haven't. I haven't gone down the road of train anyone. Obviously, came very close to it um, with Joe Ward, and then I don't know. I just will you uh, now. What's your feeling now? Would I, you will you go? I don't know. I think it have to. It it have to be the right person. It, I'm, I mean, I'm very busy now with Sky. I'm working a lot of weekends. And I don't mind because I love it. And I'm actually enjoying boxing again more now than I probably did the last four or five years of my own career. You know yourself, Andy, it's a slug, isn't it? You know, and back and forth to America, living in hotels and short-term digs. And it's a lonely. You know, forget the hard fights, the disappointments, the setbacks, the loneliness. It, 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 it ages you. It, it kills your enthusiasm bit by bit. And um, and people, you feel let down, and the disappointments it does it kills your enthusiasm. So I think, and I had a long career, fifteen years. So I think certainly the last, I think certainly from the Martinez fight on, anyway, I I didn't love it the same. But I was up there then, and I was big fights were coming, and there was good money, and you know at that stage can't quit then, can't quit then. (laughs) But I didn't have the same drive, the same passion. Um, The last couple of years working for Sky regularly, it's definitely come back. Like even. Even a, a, a 10 round non title fight, I can get excited for it, you know. But back back when I was fought towards the end of my own career, it was literally who was the world title fights in and around my own weight division. I wasn't really, other than that, I didn't care. I wasn't excited for it. And uh, But now I am again. I'm getting that buzz back now. And I did think when we were talking that time, and I was telling you what had happened with Joe Ward and that, and I just thought, I don't know, it's a big commitment. And, I, and he's a big commitment. And I, and I don't know at this stage of my life if I'm ready for that commitment, mm-hmm. but. I definitely think if the right person comes along, I'd be definitely open to it because it's exciting. Like you, said, you what, talking then about what kind the excitement?
0: Do you think you would be like? Do you think you try like in terms of your style? Or that's like that's because like, Emmanuel had a very definite style: stay tall, mostly straight punches. Don't get low if you're a tall fighter, and punch hard and go like be aggressive. You know, and and always go for a knockout. Um, where Adam was the complete opposite. Stay low on your feet. Stay, keep your feet wide. Stay, sit low in, into your legs, and always take your head low after your punch. You know, and so you know. My, I even know. I think my attitude that I'm trying to instil is david Cronk Manuel Stewart attitude. But I'm definitely. I think my style or my technique that I'm trying to teach is. More leaning towards Adam. Well, you're taking the
2: best from the both. Well, of your yeah, you don't know,
0: yeah, but you think, you hope, yeah, you're you high, hope so. What, anyway. what do you think? Like, say, if you just say, if you did have Joe Ward, for example, um, who would be high profile yeah. amateur? What kind of what
2: would you say? I, I think I don't think I'd be trying to mould him particularly in any which way. I think I'd see what, what were his physical attributes. What was he? But I think Joe's more of a an aggressive kind of counterpuncher. He's trying to edge forward. He's trying to give you the fight. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not going to try and change him. He's had a lot of success doing that. That's what come natural to him. But getting him sitting down on the shots more, Mm. uh, a bit more upper body movement, different, just adding to him, really. Um, And and, and once I got working with him, I'd have an idea of where do I see him being in five years' time. And then you have to start working towards that, don't you? Um, You know, Billy Graham was obviously a completely different end of the spectrum to Buddy McGirt. But he was jab, 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 jab. Or boxing, very textbook. Ricky Hatton, Billy Graham was more of a Ricky Hatton, strong, big body punching, loading up, big shots, aggressive, coming forward. So I think you take the knowledge from, like as you said there, from Adam and and Emmanuel Stewart, very different, but you take a bit from each. And I think I'd draw on my personal experience, draw on what I'd learnt from all the different people, but then, ultimately, you got to look at the individual you're training because you know if he's a tall, tall, skinny fighter. He's it, not going to be slipping and sliding and bobbing and weaving, mm-hmm. trying to roll in, throw big body shots. It's more likely he's going to try and keep it long. But you, you, I don't. I probably couldn't really answer that question until I got to work with the individual. Yeah.
1: Interestingly, Joe Ward is being trained by Buddy McGurt, and he'll have made his pro debut by the time this this goes out as well. Another thing I'm interested to know is that. Given that you've worked in the media, you currently work in the media, uh, and you were aware of it, of course, when, when you are a fighter, that people would have been reviewing your performance, critiquing your performance. You know what you're letting yourself in for as a trainer now, because people, criticism has always been there, but it's just a lot more public now, because there are so many more forums for it. It's easier to, to see it, really, whether you're, you're looking for it or not. So just firstly, as, as fighters, when you were both fighting, what was your attitude to it? To, to written press, to TV, to radio? Did you really listen to any of it? Did any of it get your back up at any stage? Hey, hey, ki- hey kids. Hey, everybody. Sitting here with a famous Slovenian philosopher. How are you doing, sir? I am uh, in hell,
2: thank you. Are you uh, excited about something? I am excited about this latest uh, CIA funded venture. A CIA venture? Yes, it's called The Desire and Capital Podcast. Oh, what is it about? I refuse your fascist question. Well, there you have it. Listen
0: to The Desire and Capital Podcast. Coming soon to a bourgeois platform near you. On your marks,
2: get set, go. This is so crazy. I think you'd definitely take it on board. I try and, I try and look at it constructively first I think, that this is what someone's seen and they've been around a while. Is it, is it true? Do I agree with them? Is it something I can improve on? Really?
0: <laughs> Would no. you, did that have been your attitude when you no, were watching? Maybe it wasn't first <laughs> straight away. <laughs> but- <laughs> I, mean, I
2: mean, once the temperate campaign? <laughs> <laughs> once the sensitivity no. wore off? Yeah, no, once I definitely, um, look, you're going to, it depends what they say. If they're coming in and they t- tore you apart, you're going to get your back up and you're going to feel offended. You're going to hurt. Feelings are going to be hurt. Definitely. But, you know if it's someone that whose opinion you respect and you read what they're stuff and you think they know what they're looking at then I definitely look at it and see, you know is it is it something I need to improve on is is it an area that I'm, I'm weak in and yeah I definitely you look if you can't look at yourself and self improvement we wouldn't get we wouldn't improve so we have to take criticism on board but it just depends from what place it's coming from. If it's someone that's constantly knocking you. Yeah. Then I, I used then to, I used to take it personally. Did you? I, yeah. yeah
0: I would, I, like, and I would always remember it too, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still remember it, you know. <laughs> even if it was the slightest, slightest, like. <laughs> the name's in a little black book yeah, somewhere. Yeah, no, I go yeah, take no. I remember Eastside Boxing. Remember that sh- oh, website? No, I mean, yeah. wouldn't even, would <laughs> even read that. that. <laughs> no, like just it a hater. comment section, like, you know people from sign up, and like, when you're winning, and when I was winning all those fights, I used to be on there straight away, you know what I mean? <laughs> boom, boom, all the comments, and like, it was the buzz of it, you know? And then when you lost, and then even after you lost, people st- still writing you off, you know? So then I stopped going to that website, you know? But I, I actually, yeah, and I f- probably fell out with a couple of journalists because of it. I was stopped talking to them more, you know? But you learn from being, like, this is one of the things that I find I think people have uh, like I don't th- I don't really support this opinion that if you haven't boxed, you shouldn't be having you don't have an opinion on boxing you know that was kind of circulating for a while online on twitter and stuff Where the ex boxers saying look well you've never fought so what would you know about you know and I don't I don't fully agree with that because we depend on people who don't box to come you know to have an opinion to to support the boxing and to 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 take an interest but and some people that have never
2: boxed can read a fight well, mm. but better than some people that box. Absolutely, but go on. But also, like, I don't think if you if
0: you've never boxed, out, you can if you have never boxed yourself, you shouldn't. You can never not. I'm not going to say rubbish. That even I think you have to be very. And I always am when I'm commenting or analysis whatever it is. You have to be very respectful of the fighters. You know, there are certain guys within boxing who are not. You know, and, and it's a it's an intoxicating thing, isn't it? Being asked your opinion all the time. You know, it is. And it's very easy to just to let that go to your head. You know, especially, like, when you're being asked your opinion all the time, being asked your opinion, it, it just goes... To you have to be very... To always check yourself, I think. You know, it's it's it's, it's a dangerous thing. Because um, you have to remember what... like and, th- and you know there's always a story behind every fight and why someone hasn't boxed well and what's going on. You can't, like... I don't know. There have been certain fights and certain people that, who commentate on fights, and when you see the way they talk about fighters, it, it doesn't sit well. You know, it just doesn't sit well. And I think that's the first and foremost that anyone who who yeah. has the privilege of commentating or and as a you have to have had that respect for the guys because they're actually in there doing it.
2: I think you do need that respect, without a doubt, and 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 you can never forget yeah. that. Also, if you're up, there, if you're on there as a pundit. I think you've got to call it as you see it, and you can't be too scared mm. of hurting people's feelings. As usual, Andy you used, to, you used to get hurt feelings when anyone criticizes you and take it personal. But if you're the pundit commentating on the fight and someone has boxed poorly, or you, and you, you won't know the whole story, but you're just, you're just taking it on face value. You're watching the fight, and you're calling the fight, mm. and you've got to give your opinion. And, and ultimately, you're there as a critic, not, not to criticize, but as a critic to call the fight. You're not a cheerleader, so you have to... And it, it can be tough, especially when you're... Not that long out of the game yourself, you, you'll there'll be people boxing that you that I would be friendly with still, and you're calling their fights, and you know, maybe you're thinking he's not boxing mm-hmm. as well. So, I think there are ways of saying things as well. You know, you don't have to cut yeah. the life out of someone, but you can say, Look, he hasn't boxed really well tonight, and, you know, you throw a few euphemisms in.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's absolutely key because from my point of view, I've, I've never boxed, and you're right, you have to be careful because. It's impossible for somebody not to take criticism personally. How can you not take it personally? It's, if somebody criticises me for my performance on commentary or punditry, I, I genuinely don't look. But if if, if I saw it, and it immediately it gets you back up straight away. And, and I'll brush it off pretty quick. But you're bound to take it personally. And so for that reason, as you say, you have to be respectful. What One area that I won't really touch particularly and I and it's one of the very few that I think I shouldn't really comment on strongly because I haven't boxed is is the issue of whether somebody has or hasn't quit that's a word that I would be very very reluctant to use I might suggest that they have in a gentle way to you and if you think they have, or you, <laughs> then, then, then but you have the right know. but you have the right to say it. That's
2: in the book.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I was on VT Sports um in the studio with um uh, with Richie Woodall and um Paul Dempsey, you know, after the Army of Khan fight with Crawford.
1: That's a classic you know,
0: example. know, uh, and when you look at what Khan's Richie Woodall like Paul Dempsey went straight to Richie Woodall and put it to him. Has can't quit, you know. Straight away, Richie Woodall said it in the best, you know, the best possible He said, "People can look at it and see it, and they can make their own opinion. You know, they can, they can, people can see it for what it is, and they can make their own opinion of it. You know." And I thought that was a perfect. I <laughs> like, I was actually impressed. It was like because I thought, like, you've actually dodged the bullet, but you've actually said probably
2: the right thing. You know, um, and. Look, I, it's, it's it's, cause it's, it's, that's a tough answer to give mm. because Amir kind of shown massive balls over the years, but maybe he didn't that night. Mm. You know, he probably I thought he could have gone on, but like, did he quit? It's you know, he. he, you he to, I yeah. think he, he he took the way out. <laughs> yeah, well, he, I think you have to
0: also consider, yeah, consider what he's done in his past, his history, and all of all of that. And and maybe on the, on that basis you give him a pass because of that, you know you have to, and take him on his word. I think but Ben Davison was with you that night as yeah. well,
1: and he kind of took the fifth on it and said, "I yeah. haven't boxed, so it's not something that I would I would ever say." And that and that's where I kind of stand on it. But Ben Davison actually is 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 a good example of of the way you can be up there one minute and then down there the next because he's he's a trainer, obviously. When he appeared in Billy Joe Saunders' corner against Akovov, it was a poor performance from Saunders. Most people hadn't heard of Ben Davison, who don't follow boxing that closely. And he was the worst trainer in the world at that point. There were mitigating factors, but no one's interested in them. Tyson Fury comes back. He boxed the way he did against Wilder. Then all of a sudden, Ben Davison is up there, apparently, with the best trainers in the world. And then the last performance against Osso Valin. I'm not sure what he could have done about that cut, but he came under quite heavy fire after that. I mean do you look at that now that you're going to be a trainer and just think this is where I'm headed now this could be this could be me that people are talking about i, I like yeah who knows who knows what way it'll go but
0: like that's that's a complete cuz when you got two fighters who are so accomplished already were like fury and Saunders, they are always going to be comparisons at the point where with paddy it, no one's gonna actually see him until they see him fight with me but um i, I in this day and age like it's so quick i and I, and this just relates to anything you do in life in this now is that if you actually if you like mess up really bad or say something that's really inappropriate or 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 damage your reputation anyway. Just don't comment on it. Give it four or five days, and the world will have moved on already. And then you can just come back and no one will remember it. Like it's just such. A, it's such like at this day. I don't know. I just think just let things blow over and like just believe in what you're doing. If it's if this is the case, fake like news, fake like news. Yeah, yeah, just I just like you know. Think at times of just there's always a new story going on. Also, be some other outrage, and I just think like. Like yeah, maybe now as as I'm older and it's not me, then maybe I'll have a thicker skin, or maybe I will listen. I'll take it on board it, if it's someone I respect. But um, like that's got to be a tough position when the fighter's dad is actually being critical of you, of you as the coach. I don't know. I'm sure how they will actually like come and come to peace. But you know, kind of settle that. I don't know. It's a tough one, isn't
1: it? So what did you make of that fight, just whilst we're on that on that subject of, of, of Fury uh, and, and the fight against Valin?
0: No, I thought Fury won, had to win ugly. And that's, you know, Valin was probably underestimated, you know, probably put in the same class as Tom Swartz, and he's not. Um, And, he, yeah, the could change the fight. Fury probably would have went on and outboxed him, for f- clearly maybe stopped him late, but the cut changed the fight and you had to win ugly. And I thought Ben Davison did a good job of managing him through that. The cut man did an excellent job. Um, and sometimes you're just going to have to win ugly like that. You know, there's not. you have to improvise and adjust during the fight and it doesn't go to a game plan. You've got to find a way to win and that's what Fury did.
1: So when you look at that at that potential rematch with Wilder, which hopefully will still happen in, in February, Wilder's scheduled to fight Lewis Ortiz, which is potentially a risky fight for him but when they meet again hopefully when they meet again Wilder and Fury what are your thoughts on that the pair of you I
2: I thought Fury won the first fight I think uh, he's the best boxer in the heavyweight division most skillful, best mover most natural talent all that Um, I think both men will be better for the rematch I think Fury I thought it was a couple of fights too soon I thought it was an unbelievable performance he put in Getting dropped like that in the last round, his conditioning was a tough. Draw. Um, I thought it was, you know, after the layoff and everything, it was maybe a fight too too soon for him. Um, that said, I think Wilder will be better for the rematch as well because I think he will know what he's up against this time. He won't be. I think he might have underestimated Fury. I think Fury until up until that fight people Klitschko, you know, someone like Tyson Fury is a bit mad, he's a you know, he's a, it's easy to underestimate him, but when you're in there with him, phew, different story. He's mass he's big, he's got a fast jab, he's mobile. I mean his upper body movements like a middleweight. Probably better. He's he's, he's got reflexes, his natural you no, know, he's uh, self belief. You know, I think he's the best heavyweight in the world and I think he will beat Wilder in the rematch. I think they'll both be better. You know, I think Wilder will be more, probably Better again, but I think Fury's. You know, he's had a few fights now. He's he's back in his groove and his confidence is sky high. And I, I think he's. Um, I think he's the best heavyweight in the world.
0: I know, like uh, Annie. I know you kind of uh, like you're asking that question, and it's kind of this is pointed in a way because of the Valen performance. But and I and I think it kind of you look at Lomachenko versus Campbell. Some were saying that Lomachenko dropped in the stand, in, inside in, the Pound Found Standards, because he beat Campbell. Because he had a, ha- like, and the same with um, Spence against Porter. That, that, because Spence had a, t- like, I, you never, like, when you're fighting the top, top men, and maybe Valen's not the top man, but Fury, you de- beat him with it, we had to say, with a cut, with one eye, you have to put an asterisk, because it, it was a different fight, you know. You're never going to dominate those top guys, and so like, I, I, I. When there was some of that talk about, you know,
2: well, I think fans and journalists just are unrealistic with their estimations, aren't mm-hmm. they? That, you know what they expect, their expectations. Sometimes you can't be. It's like, like you, Luke Campbell. I thought that was a good performance from Lamachenko because Luke Campbell was brilliant. Yeah. You no, know, and he comprehensively beat Luke in, in every round was competitive and he, he made him work hard but, he, but he, he won probably 10 11 out of the 12 rounds Lamachenko you know Luke Campbell's an Olympic gold medalist no one's gonna have an easy night against him and a much an bigger Irish.
0: man you know you yeah. have to think that like Lamachenko is fighting out of probably out of his natural weight class going up and fighting this, the best probably the best of lightweight out there you know Hey, everybody, this is Moto G Pete from the Nokomoto Motorcycle Podcast. Join us every week while we rate, review, ride, philosophize, and generally obsess over every single motorcycle make, model, and style that could possibly exist, plus news and racing. That's the Nokomoto Motorcycle Podcast from Moto One Podcast Network Studios.
1: I think it's a fairly standard thing for people to do when they look at a fight and maybe somebody hasn't performed to what they feel are their lofty expectations as an observer to to not give the other person enough credit I think that happens I think that happens a lot and interesting you said that about Spence and, and Porter because I saw that I think it was someone from Ring magazine put that question forward should he drop in the in the ratings because because he hadn't I thought he proved coffee, he could basically. fight
2: as well as box and stand his ground and, and dig it out against a, a guy who was super determined. Like,
1: no one's going to ever
2: have an easy night against Sean Porter. You know, his determination, his mental toughness, and his the pace he puts on you yeah, and his physical strength. I thought I was impressed with Spencer's performance. I thought he dug down, he he he, he stood his ground, he, could, he showed he could fight as well as box. But it's just people sometimes... Their expectations. You think, well, what, what, what were you thinking?
0: Mm. It's yeah. Those like the two examples, Campbell, Lomachenko, Swens potter They're both fights where both guys come out enhanced. Even though there's a winner and loser, both guys not win, but they're both guys are better. Their reputations are better. They're in better standing in my eyes, anyway.
1: So to change tack slightly. We've talked about Fury. He's been promoted by top rank in the USA and they've they've really put some impetus behind that. We had top rank over for, for Lomachenko Campbell and, and when they're in town there is a bit of a feeling I think. You know, Bob aram's around and they've got such a, a massively experienced and successful team. They are kind of like boxing royalty because they've achieved such longevity and that's no slight against any other promoters. They've just been around for, for that long at the top of the sport. You have to put them up at, at number one and Something that really caught my eye a couple of weeks ago, there was a tweet from Top Rank saying that they're looking to do six shows in the UK in 2020. What I took that to mean was probably six shows starting next season. Uh, The lines are a bit blurred as to what is the season now, really, but September onwards is what we generally think. So that's kind of what you expect to happen there. And I looked at that and I thought, wow, that is really interesting. Top rank looking to come over to, to the UK because we've had Matchroom go over to the, to the USA and everybody knows what a, what a difficult market to, to crack that is. So just on those two things, you, you both made names for yourselves in, in the States. Just how big a task did they and are they taking on Matchroom and going, going to the USA? It's a different market. I mean, in in the
2: UK, they had an exclusive deal with Sky Platform, which is all the sports fans. So with Sky supporting Matchroom, Sky Sports News blasting out everything, particularly on the pay-per-views because it really drives it, you're crossing over to all the football fans. Most football fans will watch a fight if it catches the imagination. So I'm not going to say it was easy for Matchroom here, but they had a great setup, a great platform, and it was really... you know, Sky was promoting the fights as much as Matchroom were. Um, you know, you go to a city, and, and Eddie's done brilliant. And Eddie's very charismatic, and he's a great talker, and he, and he works social media. He was probably the first promoter to really work social media. He was making fights on Twitter. This was this changed things. He he, he did change the game a bit with that, and he was um, you know he, he was going to different towns. He was going to Hull with Luke Campbell, Tommy Coyle. He was in Liverpool, Birmingham, Manchester. You know, and 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 he he moved around and it, and. It, the football thing with sky and that worked so well i think in america it's different you know he's gone to a couple of shows places there chicago different thing Chicago's a tough sell we found that out with conland you know we sold that madison square guard we went to chicago the day before the fight we we're in bob arum's suite myself and mick and uh bob and the guy says to him and 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 this you know top rank of very connected and they've got a guy from the i don't know was it the tribunal or the inquiry or some very big paper in chicago they don't normally cover boxing, but they've come out and they're, they're interviewing Bob and they're saying, Um, so Bob, uh, why Chicago? And you'd imagine your man's expecting him to say, Well, Chicago is great and this and that, but Bob's 87, he doesn't care, he's gonna say what he wants to say. And he says, Do you want the truth, or do you want, do you want bullshit, or do you want the truth? He just says like that, and he goes, No, the, the truth. And he said, I didn't want to come to Chicago, he said, Chicago is full of. Shit. He said it's a tough sell. I didn't want my guys here, but they overpowered me. They they outnumbered me. And uh, you know, it's these things that you, you couldn't possibly know. No, I know. No. Um I think the fight he went there for also clashed with the pay-per-view of Conor McGregor and the UFC. Like there's certain things, it's a different market, it's a bigger place, it's a bigger market, a different market, and things that uh It's quite tribalized, I think. I don't, know if, I don't even know if that's a word. I've just made that up. But there's quite, you know, football fans, Birmingham, Manchester. You know, they get behind certain fighters and, and the football team, and, and it's quite clanny like that. But in America, it's, it's, it's that's not really how they've done it. The big fights have been in Vegas. They've been in New York. They're the big fight towns, Atlantic City, there's site fees, casinos. It's, it's different, isn't there's, it? Andy? there's
0: not a culture of going in this day and age of going to of supporting fighters, local guys. You know, there's not. Unless you're from an ethnic, minor, like not an ethnic minor but like a background, you know, like a Mexican, the Mexican community will support you locally. Or if you're Irish in New York, or, but that's that's basically it. And there's not like you know for like the likes of Devin Haney or, or you know, um, the guy from Tevin Farmer. There's not a local like if they couldn't sell out their local state arena, you know, they couldn't because there's just not there's not it's not like here where. And there's so many other sports there, and there's so much talent there. Whereas if you've got a really good fighter and within a local town, you can in, in England you can build that. You know you can build, it, you can get them to the local, the local football, get them out on the pitch. You can. I think it's it's hard in America. It is hard, but there has to, like yeah, it has to be some sort of like to do what's happening here regularly, where arenas are sold out. Um, there has to be some sort of crossover, you know, with the fighters, and that's that's going to be a tough. Tough.
2: Yeah, what Andy's more or less touched on there. I think there's people follow the lo- local fighters here mm. in America. It's more they like, identify
0: with them as well, yeah. you know, because they're your local lad or you, can, you know, there's some sort of I don't know. It's, it's just different, isn't yeah. it? You can they're easier to identify. Like with. you say, it's a smaller country, therefore, you know. You, you grab onto things that are winning or are successful.
2: Or. I think in America places there's more kind of fight cities or fight venues and neutral boxing fans will go like there's a big fight on in New York. You know, they might not be following that particular person but they've gone to watch the fights. Mm-hmm. There's great fights on them. We've gone to watch the fights at the Garden. It's more like that, isn't it?
0: Yeah, or at Andy City or
2: Vegas but outside of that
0: there's, it's, it's a hard, it's a tough sell, you know. Um, but if, and uh, Top Rank may find that some way... Coming here, they're gonna have to have some some. Lo- they're gonna have to have some local fighters fight on it. It's not, it's not good having shows here with American fight unless they can bring. They can definitely bring Lomachenko back. They could bring. You know, uh, who else have they got on their on their bill? Uh, they could have Conlan, Fra- uh, Frampton, but they're gonna have to. You know, fill the card out with with other local guys uh, as well.
2: And I think they'll align with someone here as well. They're gonna need local knowledge. They're gonna need someone on the ground. You know, Eddie's. It's been a bold move by Eddie, you know, to set up office in New York. And he's, you know, he's on a plane every second day, isn't he? I mean, how long can anyone keep that up for? I know Bob's 87 and he's, he's still jet setting. He's a, he's, he's, a, he's a one of a kind, isn't he? But you, they're still going to need some kind of a presence here. They're going to need staff. They're going to need to align with someone that's knowledge, that
1: knowledgeable in the marketplace here.
2: Well, it's interesting
1: <laughs> because it's not really. To my mind, it's not really happened before that a big promoter from America has come over to, to the UK. So even for them, with all their history and knowledge yeah, what behind What do you them, think? Well, I think, it's, I think it's, it's fascinating. But I think they're going to have the same problems that, that Matchroom USA are experiencing in America. Because they are going to have to have some local fighters yeah. to put They've on. They've
0: got the MTK link, you know, and their stable is huge. So they could have fury. You know, they could have fury. They're have Saunders, potentially. Yeah, Frampton Fr- as well. Fr- Saunders with Eddie Hearn now, but, you know, uh, yeah, Frampton, Conlon, those those are three huge names, you know, in terms of selling tickets. They're well, not going to
1: yeah. have done it unless they think it's going to work, obviously, and they, it it's makes probably, business sense. But do you, you think know, there's an element of Bob Arum thinking, okay, Eddie Hearn's come over to the USA, I'm now going to go over to the UK and poke my finger in his eye?
0: Certainly, it's a, res- it's a, res- a response. But he's all, they're also seeing that the money that's being generated here um by people selling and going because it becomes a night like any like ourselves you love a night out you know what i mean you go wherever you go to the fights then you're going into the town after and you're all out having a you know you just point your local lad and that's, that's what people want isn't it you know like these people might not they're not hardcore fans but they sell they buy tickets and that's what you want
2: yeah and there's been there's been talk recently you know the word global boxing being a global sport and. You know, rank have done shows in Macau. They've done, they've done shows all around the world before. They've partnered up in done, done shows in South Africa. So I think if they could get a TV deal with a good platform, oh, I think they'll, they'll definitely look to move here. And like you said, the link with Fury and MTK, like you said, the roster of fighters they have, that they have no trouble
1: filling cards. So in terms of building Paddy early on, just talking about... Selling out your local arena, making a name for yourself at home, where people will come out for you. What would you like to see happen with him in his first five, ten fights in terms of where he fights? Mm,
0: it's it's going to be very difficult for Paddy because uh, at the moment there is currently no boxing in the Republic of Ireland for a number of reasons, um, and there seems to be a real lack of big promoters coming to the Republic of Ireland. Maybe Top Rank will change that. I am not sure, but so for now, he will. The plan is for him to fight in Belfast then fight in in November in Glasgow. I would like to get him out early in the new year then for him to fight on Mike Collins on the card in March in New York. So that's just in the near future. But the thing is with Paddy, he has kind of... I I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but he has that kind of world talent that he's not like he can compete at the highest level you know I, you know some guys can only some guys go to America and they can't hold up we've seen like we've seen sort like like with the best of talents go over there. and it's a different level the average not the average genuine, but the average club fighter in America will beat a good fighter from England, you know, because a good fighter within Engl- in England, you know, so, or, or Ireland, so it's very hard to hold up there, It's tough, I, it's tougher yeah, over there, isn't it? It, Andy? Is, it, is, it is tougher. Just, just the talent pool is bigger, the gyms are harder, that they're facing tougher guys in the gym day to day, so, and they don't have any respect for anybody from outside of America, they, they, you know, if you're coming from England or Ireland, they, they just think they're going to walk through you, and that generally they do, you know, a lot of the time, so, um, but I think Paddy can hold up, so, it will be a challenge because there's going to be no fights for him in the Republic for for the foreseeable future. But I hope people get excited about him by the way he fights and if he's not going to people out, people are going to want to see that.
1: Okay. So before we let you go, because we might not see you again. Uh we don't know. I'm going to um, be the first
0: three time. <laughs> well, you <were> th- <laughs> you, <laughs> could our our you could be our franchise <laughs> could be our franchise champion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, We might not see you again. We don't know yeah. before before the rematch happens uh, in Saudi Arabia between Joshua and Ruiz and it's always interesting to canvas opinion on this one because there are just so many fascinating aspects to it. Mm. How would you see that?
0: It's an intri- it's so interesting. It's intriguing, isn't it? It's it really is. It's it's Now it's a 50-50 fight, isn't it? It's a 50 fight. I don't know how you guys are oh, saying it. Oh, I do it.
2: too. I think 50-50. I think uh, I, this is going to be a harder fight than what the first fight should have been because now Ruiz's confidence and belief is up. He knows he can beat him. He knows he can hurt him. And Joshua's will have his doubts. He'll have his demons. It's. A, it, I think... It, He's got to buck, he's got to keep it long. He's got to keep it at the range he wants. it. He, he doesn't want to get into that mid-range shootout with a guy with fast hands because Ruiz can fight. Or aesthetically, he doesn't look the part. But he's, he's a good amateur pedigree, and he's a he's a he's a good fighter, as he proved.
1: Montel Jordan, new guests every week, compelling interviews that you want to hear. Check us out wherever you get podcasts. One Star Recruits. What did you make of the night in in Madison Square Garden and and, and the ensuing fallout? Just the whole thing, really, because we've not spoken to you about it.
0: Yeah, I think a number of a number of uh, there was a number of reasons for Joshua losing the fight. One, probably on a death. I don't know. I can't, but definitely, or probably did. But uh, underestimate Ruiz. He's looking past him, yeah, his mind was in everywhere else but the fight. He was probably drained from the amount of media he had, and the fight became se- You know, the fight became a secondary thing to his New York debut or whatever it was. Um, and Ruiz is a good fighter, and when like Joshua, has been well. He started boxing late. When you start boxing late. And you get hurt. You don't build up those instincts that of knowing how to survive when you're hurt. You don't build up those you no, know, where your body goes into autopilot. He was very much. He was probably experiencing that for one of the first times in the. It was the first time in the professional ring where he's actually been. I know he's kind of shaken a bit by by um, Dylan White, but this time he's really knocked down. You know and hurt, and he was experiencing that for the first time. So, in one ways, you can point to a lot of the inexperience and mistakes in that ways. In other ways, you can look at it completely different and say that he was boxing not so well in the first round, but then he hurt Ruiz, had him down, went in for the kill and got caught with a shot in the trade-up. Um, had he not got caught with that fight, or had he just been a bit more measured and he's going for the, ki- going for the, the finish, he would have won the fight. We wouldn't have been no, no one would remember Andy Andrew, Andrew Ruiz that wouldn't really be talking much about tonight in in New York. So there's two school of thoughts, and and they all. I mean, it's just an example of how one punch changes a fight. We always say it, but it does, and it can change the fate of both of those men's, the course of those men's lives and careers. Now, and then at that moment will last in history forever because of that one punch that Andy Ruiz threw that left hook. Going into the rematch, I, like I'm concerned about. Joshua, has he actually addressed the mistakes he made? Because when you listen to the quotes th- and the things he says, and I know there's a certain amount of, um, I don't know, he has kind of uh, stuck, stuck kind of quotes that he just, or sayings or phrases that he, you know, you ask him a question and he comes up with this kind of, I don't know, it doesn't seem genuine or or... Yeah, it doesn't seem that it, like he's actually speaking to you as a human being. He's speaking to you as like you're just interviewing me, and I'm going to give you a quote, like like a, like a soccer player after a football match where they just say, "Yeah, all well, the team we did well as long as the team won." But that, no, there's not actually any. Uh, but because when he's saying that it was a punch from God that knocked me down, and like uh, Ruiz threw a punch from God, and that's actually not addressing the technical flaws that that were there. Um, and I think Ruiz is going to have a style where it 's always going to give him trouble because he'll w- he 'll come forward with his hands up he'll he 'll be slow and he 'd take those shots on the, on the forearms and, and then he 'd fire back with quick counter punches and if Josh was thrown big and he was pretty slow that night one twos um josh he 's going to be open he 's going to be open to the counter he 's going to be open to the counter so um it's it 's such an interesting fight but look Ruiz looks like he 's enjoying himself doesn't he and like he looks like he's actually put on more weight and now he's back in training now and there's still some time till december so but you'd hope that he hasn't got carried away with it um i heard some rumors that josh was training with i don't know it's not for me to say with somebody else as well it's brought somebody else into the camp to train with him and i'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing you know i don't know i don't know have you heard about that stuff
2: no, I haven't. <laughs> uh, I didn't, didn't hear yeah, that. I say, but, um, I've heard that. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: i, I, I I've got feeling that's not a good thing for me. You know, Either you have full confidence in Robert McCracken or you don't. And if you don't, then make the move. I think he, he, he needs personal opinion. I think Robert McCracken was telling him the right thing. Keep him behind the double jab, straight right hand. Keep him long. You know, When he, when he went for the finish and he, he started fighting at medium range and got into a shootout with a guy with faster hands... That's when he got clipped. If he keeps Ruiz on the end of the jab all night, and he's gonna has to be disciplined to do that. But if he can do that, it should be a comfortable win for him, or should have been. Now, now I'm not so sure. So, I I just think he's been doing too much strength and conditioning, and I actually think that doing more boxing training with Robert McCracken would be a good thing for him.
1: In, ter- in terms of the the addition to the Training the extra input in training, I guess it depends whose idea it was. I mean, can you see that being Rob McCracken's idea? Because surely he, it, it must have I, been, must have made I, or it wouldn't have happened. I don't know, I, I'm,
2: I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think so. Rob McCracken's been around a long time, he's been a coach a long time. He's retired, you know, he's retired what around the time I turned pro, so what 18, 19 years ago, whatever. So, he's uh, who's he going to bring in, you know, he, he obviously believes in himself, his knowledge. His way of doing things, and why wouldn't he? He's had a lot of success, and it's been good for them up to now. I, I just think that I don't know. There's thirty, forty man entourage there, a lot of opinions in that in that mess of opinions. Who are you gonna listen to? The, the guy who's
0: Matt. You know what it's like, and you I've seen it million times. The like when the, the, the fighters' heads are easily turned, so easily turned. You know, this guy, look, he, don't listen to him. He doesn't know what he's like. You know, wh- why are you listening to him for? Look, dude, like this champ, and, and they massage their egos and listen to that. And all of a sudden, the, like, whoever it might be, the strength and conditioning coach or the masseuse or the nutritionist, like, I've seen it with Emmanuel a million times where these other guys who would be undermining because, and then they they like, you know, I don't want to name any fights, but I saw three or four times with different fighters of Manny trained that they weren't like Manny was being, you know, pushed not brushed aside, but his opinion wasn't being considered.
2: Undermined, yeah, undermined, mind.
0: exactly, or yeah. But like, I think the fight, the fact that they're going to Saudi Arabia means that Joshua is going to box and box on the foot on his toes and try and jab and hold and win a boring fight, and if, if being there allows him to do that. There's going to be no pressure to actually. Like, there will be people watching, but who cares? If he gets the win, he gets the win, and he's doing it there it, with people who who probably don't want have a tradition
2: of watching boxing.
0: It's, it's probably the perfect venue for it, and,
2: and I think that's what he's going to do. Just box a disciplined fight, keep it long, tie him up when he gets close to you. Don't get stuck in that mid-distance where, where the guy who's got faster hands than you. Keep you want it either be, keep him this long or tie him up up close. I, and I just think, I think in America there was a, what happened as well. You know. Deontay Wilder knocked Brazil out in around two weeks before, and everyone was looking past Ruiz. And I think there was a lot of pressure, whether it was said or not. Subconsciously, there was a lot of pressure to make a statement. And I know myself. anytime I went out and thought about how my performance, I boxed terrible. Anytime time I just went out and thought about the win, I boxed well. You know, it, it, and I, and I think that was. I think there was a bit of that at play with uh, Joshua and Ruiz. It was it was focusing on making a statement
1: as opposed to just getting the win. Well, there's going to be endless debate about it until we see it on December the 7th. And it seems like quite a long way away at the moment. But those those days will pass quickly uh, for him uh, and for us. So we'll let our franchise champion go because he's, uh, <laughs> he's been generous with his time as always. Hope it goes well with Paddy and Jason as well, of course. But that first night will be a big night. I love the sound of the corner kit. Corner kit is important, I think. Yeah. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. I like the well, idea well, of the well, old school i show it, it for you. And I, think yeah. I think it's going to be a, 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 a good
2: seen. journey for you now. We'll
0: like, see how it goes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. I won't say too much. Send us podcast. <laughs> I'll be back. I want to I finish
1: so I can get back again. No, <laughs> you you time. could come back anytime, anytime at all. Uh, well, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks very much for, for listening uh, as always. And if you can find your way onto iTunes and subscribe and give us a rate or, or write us a review, that would be much appreciated. As always, and we'll be back again soon.
0: Get someone sneaking round the corner. Could that someone be Mack the Knife? Oh, there's a tugboat down by the river, don't you know?
1: where's a cement bed? Just...
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.